Today is the sixth day of March. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you around the global campfire today. As we gather to take the next step forward together. And our next step forward leads us back into the book of Numbers. And today we will read Numbers chapters 6 and 7. The Lord instructed Moses, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When a man or woman makes a special vow, a Nazarite vow, to consecrate himself to the Lord, He is to abstain from wine and beer. He must not drink vinegar made from wine or from beer. He must not drink any grape juice or eat fresh grapes or raisins. He is not to eat anything produced by the grapevine, from seeds to skin, during the period of his consecration. He must not cut his hair throughout the time of his vow of consecration. He may be holy until the time is completed during which he consecrates himself to the Lord. He is to let the hair of his head grow long. He must not go near a dead body during the time he consecrates himself to the Lord. He is not to defile himself for his father or mother or his brother or sister when they die, while the mark of consecration to his God is on his head. He is holy to the Lord during the time of consecration. If someone suddenly dies near him, defiling his consecrated head, he must shave his head on the day of his purification. He is to shave it on the seventh day. On the eighth day, he is to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting. The priest is to offer one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to make atonement on behalf of the Nazarite, since he incurred guilt because of the corpse. On that day, he is to consecrate his head again. He is to rededicate his time of consecration to the Lord and bring a year-old lamb as a guilt offering. But do not count the initial period of consecration because it became defiled. This is the law of the Nazarite. On the day his time of consecration is completed, he is to be brought to the entrance to the tent of meeting. He is to present an offering to the Lord of one unblemished year-old male lamb as a burnt offering, one unblemished year-old female lamb as a sin offering, one unblemished ram as a fellowship offering, along with their grain offerings and drink offerings, and a basket of unleavened cakes made from fine flour mixed with oil and unleavened wafers coated with oil. The priest is to present these before the Lord and sacrifice the Nazarites' sin offering and burnt offering. He will also offer the ram as a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord, together with a basket of unleavened bread. And the priest will offer the accompanying grain offering and drink offering. The Nazarite is to shave his consecrated head at the entrance to the tent of meeting, 
take the hair from his head and put it on the fire under the fellowship sacrifice. The priest is to take the boiled shoulder from the ram, one unleavened cake from the basket, and one unleavened wafer, and put them into the hands of the Nazarite after he has shaved his consecrated head. The priest is to present them as a presentation offering before the Lord. It is a holy portion for the priest, in addition to the breast of the presentation offering and the thigh of the contribution. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. These are the instructions about the Nazarite who vows his offering to the Lord for his consecration. In addition to whatever else he can afford, he must fulfill whatever vow he makes in keeping with the instructions for his consecration. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. You should say to them, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. In this way they will pronounce my name over the Israelites, and I will bless them. On the day Moses finished setting up the tabernacle, he anointed and consecrated it and all its furnishings, along with the altar and all its utensils. After he anointed and consecrated these things, the leaders of Israel, the heads of their ancestral families, presented an offering. They were the tribal leaders who supervised the registration. They brought as their offering before the Lord six covered carts and twelve oxen, a cart from every two leaders and an ox from each one, and presented them in front of the tabernacle. The Lord said to Moses, Accept these from them to be used in the work of the tent of meeting and give this offering to the Levites, to each division according to their service. So Moses took the carts and oxen and gave them to the Levites. They gave the Gershonites two carts and four oxen corresponding to their service and gave the Merarites four carts and eight oxen corresponding to their service under the direction of Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. But he did not give any to the Kohatites, since their responsibility was service-related to the holy objects carried on their shoulders. The leaders also presented the dedication gift for the altar when it was anointed. The leaders presented their offerings in front of the altar. The Lord told Moses, Each day have one leader present his offering for the dedication of the altar. The one who presented his offering on the first day was Nashon, son of Aminadab, from the tribe of Judah. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, 
one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Nashon, son of Aminadab. On the second day, Nethanel, son of Zuar, leader of Issachar, presented an offering. As his offering, he presented one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by this standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering. One gold bowl weighing four ounces, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Nethanel, son of Zuar. On the third day, Eliab, son of Helon, leader of the Zebulonites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Eliab, son of Helon. On the fourth day, Elazor, son of Shadur, leader of the Reubenites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bowl, one ram and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Elazur, son of Shadur. On the fifth day, Shalumiel, son of Zur Shaddai, leader of the Simeonites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds, and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Shalumiel, son of Zura Shaddai. On the sixth day, Eliasaph, son of Duel, leader of the Gadites, presented an offering. 
His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Eliasaph, son of Duel. On the seventh day, Elishama, son of Amihud, leader of the Ephraimites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bull, one ram and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Elishama, son of Amihud. On the eighth day, Gamaliel, son of Petazur, leader of the Manassites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Gamaliel, son of Petazur. On the ninth day, Abiden, son of Gideonai, leader of the Benjaminites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Abiden, son of Gideone. On the tenth day, Ahaitzer, son of Amishadai, leader of the Danites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, 
one young bull, one ram and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Ahaitzer, son of Amishadai. On the eleventh day, Pagiel, son of Okran, leader of the Asherites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Pagiel, son of Okron. On the twelfth day, Ahira, son of Inan, leader of the Naphtalites, presented an offering. His offering was one silver dish weighing three and a quarter pounds and one silver basin weighing one and three quarter pounds, measured by the standard sanctuary shekel, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one gold bowl weighing four ounces full of incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two bulls, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old for the fellowship sacrifice. This was the offering of Ahira, son of Inan. This was the dedication gift from the leaders of Israel for the altar when it was anointed. Twelve silver dishes, twelve silver basins, and twelve gold bowls. Each silver dish weighed three and a quarter pounds and each basin one and three quarter pounds. The total weight of the silver articles was sixty pounds measured by the standard sanctuary shekel. The twelve gold bowls full of incense each weighed four ounces measured by the standard sanctuary shekel. The total weight of the gold bowls was three pounds. All the livestock for the burnt offerings totaled twelve bulls, twelve rams, and twelve male lambs a year old with their grain offerings and twelve male goats for the sin offering. All the livestock for the fellowship sacrifice totaled 24 bulls, 60 rams, 60 male goats, and 60 male lambs a year old. This was the dedication gift for the altar after it was anointed. When Moses entered the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he heard the voice speaking to him from above the mercy seat that was on the Ark of the Testimony, from between the two cherubim, he spoke to him that way. Mark 12, 38 through 13, 13. 
He also said in his teaching, Beware of the scribes who want to go around in long robes and who want greetings in the marketplaces, the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and say long prayers just for show. These will receive harsher judgment. Sitting across from the temple treasury, he watched how the crowd dropped money into the treasury. Many rich people were putting in large sums, and a poor widow came and dropped in two tiny coins worth very little. Summoning his disciples, he said to them, Truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others, for they all gave out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. As he was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look, what massive stones, what impressive buildings. Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. While he was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? Jesus told them, Watch out that no one deceives you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he and they will deceive many. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. These things must take place, but it is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. But you... Be on your guard. They will hand you over to local courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me, as a witness to them. And it is necessary that the gospel be preached to all nations. So when they arrest you and hand you over, don't worry beforehand what you will say, but say whatever is given to you at that time. For it isn't you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Psalm 49 Misplaced Trust in Wealth For the Choir Director A Psalm of the Sons of Korah Hear this, all you peoples. 
Listen, all who inhabit the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth speaks wisdom. My heart's meditation brings understanding. I turn my ear to a proverb. I explain my riddle with a liar. Why should I fear in times of trouble? The iniquity of my foes surrounds me. They trust in their wealth and boast of their abundant riches. Yet these cannot redeem a person or pay his ransom to God, since the price of redeeming him is too costly. One should forever stop trying so that he may live forever and not see the pit. For one can see that the wise die, the foolish and stupid also pass away. Then they leave their wealth to others. Their graves are their permanent homes, their dwellings from generation to generation though they have named estates after themselves. But despite his assets, mankind will not last. He is like the animals that perish. This is the way of those who are arrogant and of their followers who approve of their words. Selah. Like sheep they are headed for Sheol. Death will shepherd them. The upright will rule over them in the morning, and their form will waste away in Sheol, far from their lofty abode. But God will redeem me from the power of Sheol, for he will take me. Selah. Do not be afraid when a person gets rich, when the wealth of his house increases, for when he dies, he will take nothing at all. His wealth will not follow him down. Though he blesses himself during his lifetime, and you are acclaimed when you do well for yourself, he will go to the generation of his ancestors. They will never see the light. Mankind with his assets, but without understanding, is like the animals that perish. Proverbs 10, 27 and 28 The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The hope of the righteous is joy, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. Okay, so we spent a, uh, a generous portion of our time in the book of Numbers today recounting the offerings that were brought before the tabernacle once the tabernacle had been set up and furnished and consecrated. All of the tribes brought the same gifts and the covenantal and sacrificial work of the tabernacle was begun. But just before that... A blessing. And blessings change the atmosphere of things. And so the book of Numbers says, The Lord spoke to Moses and said, Tell Aaron and his sons, the priestly family, This is how you are to bless 
the Israelites. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. In this way they will pronounce my name over the Israelites and I will bless them. And until this very day, in, in, in many different settings, a priestly blessing like this, if not this exact same wording, is used. We call this a benediction. And when you are speaking words like this of blessing, you cannot be simultaneously cursing the person that you are blessing. These are not words of warning. These are not words of cursing. These are words of blessing. And they actually have impacts. They can affect the atmosphere of our day. We read it as God gave the instructions to the Israelites. Now let me just speak it over us. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace today. That is a blessing over you, over me, over us, and not a curse. And it brings comfort. What if, what if we were about the business of speaking blessings over those that we love and over those that we don't instead of cursing because we spend a good generous amount of time spewing negativity out of our mouths that can just amount to cursing somebody. What if we bless them and not curse them? What would that change in the atmosphere of the home or of the relationship? Because we have the power to bless and the power to curse within ourselves and they both come spewing out of our mouths. So really some of the work for us to do today as we engage with this is to speak blessing over everybody today, to be a blessing to everyone today, like today, just today. Like I'm not saying make this your lifestyle, although I would say that the Bible's saying that. I'm just saying, try a day out where you speak words of blessing and not cursing. And if that works out well, do it tomorrow. What if we are agents of blessing? Revealing God's love to the world. Revealing his kingdom. Instead of giving voice to every curse, every frustration, every entanglement, everything that makes us feel low, what if we gave each other blessings today? Father, we invite you into that. We can be extreme people 
in the same day. And this is, we will address some of these things directly because the Bible will bring them up directly as we continue our journey forward. We can bless and curse out of the same mouth on the same day. But as the scriptures tell us, this shouldn't be. We shouldn't be doing this. And so we ask forgiveness that we might bless as you have blessed us and cared for us with our words today. May we make it a goal to bless everyone we come into contact with, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. The Lord.